Hello there, and welcome to the first introductory episode of Champ Chat. I'm your host, Max Ashton, and as the as it says on the tin here, I will be speaking to you about the championship, one of the best leagues in the world, in my personal opinion. So it's going to be quite simple, really. It's going to mainly just be me. I doubt I'll get anyone else on here, unless somehow someone wants to join me. But um, no, yeah, I'll just go through uh, stats over the weekend, results, the, the table, transfer rumours. We're going to have some fun. And hopefully, even if you don't care about the championship, you'll just listen to me for my soothing voice. Good one. Okay, so let's get straight into it, shall we? It was a, a good weekend for for many uh, for many clubs. I should warn you straight ahead. I am a Luton Town fan, and therefore I can't guarantee there won't be any bias. And on a completely unrelated note, I see Luton Town winning the league this season. Of course not. That's Burnley already. But anywho. Yes, so Friday night, we saw two games played, unusually. The two at the top of the table, Burnley and Sheffield United, both winning games. Which uh, I can't say. I don't think if you're a, if you're a fan of the championship and you're common, then um, there won't be any surprise to you. Both are heading very high up the table. Burnley sixty two points, Sheffield United on fifty seven. Burnley have won their last five in a row. Sheffield have won four, drawn one in their last five. So it's looking difficult to stop either one of them at the minute. Really, I don't see. I mean, so then because behind them in third is Watford at the currently with a uh, forty four points. So, you know, 13-point difference, having only, and they've only won two in their last five. So, um, yes, it's looking quite, as it stands, it's looking quite uh, comfortable for the two at the top for uh, automatics this season. However, a good game, 1-0 Sheffield United against Hull City. If we have a look at that, Jebison being the only scorer there in the fourth minute. So, uh, quite a... A comfortable performance, really, for Sheffield United. You never really had them in doubt. Yeah, nothing nothing too much to worry about for them. And then Burnley as well, but with a much bigger clash against um, West Brom, who had been on a, who had been on the rise before before Friday's game, having gone up to 10th um, now with four wins in the last five. But uh, yes, they were stopped swiftly by Burnley. In a 2-1 victory in which saw a nice Scott Tyne free kick in the 87th minute to win them the game. After West Brom scored first as well. And before this, uh, they had beaten Luton 3-2 after Luton went 2-0 up in 10 minutes. But uh, we won't talk about that. But yes, that was Friday night's games. They were yeah, quite an, quite an entertaining bunch. And then um, on Saturday, we had there was uh, quite a few games. Blackpool Huddersfield Town was uh, postponed, a relegation six-pointer, as you would. So Blackpool fans won't be happy with that one. Well, Huddersfield Town fans as well. The condolences to people who made the trip and uh, had the game cancelled. But uh, other than that, Blackburn Rovers had drawn their their first game of the season after you know twenty-eight games in, having fourteen wins and thirteen losses. Norwich in a feisty affair with Coventry City in the early kickoff on Saturday. After going through, it was three-two Norwich within the first twenty-five minutes, and then another another goal in the second half to see that out for them. Now they're back on they're on a bit of a run now with uh, Daniel Wagner. That's two wins in the last two with him in charge now. 
Birmingham losing to Preston North End in what was a cagey affair. Two goal Preston going 2 0 up in 15 minutes and a consolation from Djukovic, if I pronounced that right correctly, in the uh, in the 83rd minute. Uh, was this the this was this was the first match with a woman referee. Props to her. Well played. Yeah, quite an even game there, really. I think Preston have done well. Doesn't mean a lot for them. They're still mid-table, really, but... God, we love the championship. Let's have a quick quick look currently. The gap between... Let's have a hang on. Apologies. Seven points between third and 14th. That's not bad. That's why we love this league. It's brilliant. Anywho, <laughs> let's continue on. What else happened on Saturday? Obviously, Luton Town beating Wigan Athletic 0-2. to So, a goal from Harry Cornick and uh, Adelaide Adebayo. He's now three from three. Looking back on form and Cornick grabbing his first in the championship this season as well. A good result for them especially when seeing many other promotion contenders dropping points this weekend, including QPR at Swansea, Watford at Rotherham, uh, Watford against Rotherham, and uh, um, Millwall seeing a nice 1-0 victory at Cardiff. That's big for them. That keeps them up here. They're now eighth, only on goal difference. Four teams on 42 points currently, fifth to, fifth to eighth, all on 42. Is it a close game? Oh, wow. I should say now, most of my stats will be coming from BBC Sport, Who Scored and FB Ref. They will be my main sources of information for this podcast. But yeah, I'm just... Quite clearly, you can tell I'm new to this. I'm not, not too sure what I'm doing, but it's relaxed. We're not too worried. We're just overlooking the championship. And I hope you're enjoying listening to my very, very soothing voice. Anywho, what else happened? Ah, Stoke City battering Reading 4-0. Alex Neal, under a bit of pressure at the minute, possibly looking on his way out. It'll be a big win for them. They're up to 18th now. Once again, another Reading sitting in 14th still. But yes, I'm sure it's going to do wonders for his confidence after he was in doubt. And uh, creds to second tier for realising he is he's the 12th longest serving manager in the championship currently, having only been there since August. So it's been a, it's been an active season for managerial managerial swaps. Time for some top scorers now in the championship. How, let's have a look at how the uh, how it's going so far. Just to, just past the midway point through the season, so we'll uh, we see Tuber Akpom for Middlesbrough, top of the top of the top of the pile, with thirteen goals and one assist in twenty one games, which is funny really, given uh, he was out on loan to Greek team PAOK last season. After uh, he wasn't wanted by previous managers at Middlesbrough, but uh, Michael Carrick has seen a spark in him and he's uh, 
firing on all cylinders now for them. Then obviously wanted man Giocarez seems to be linked with many clubs every every transfer window. He's still on twelve and two for Coventry City, despite their I'm going to say mediocre season. Really, obviously problems with their stadium at the start and uh, constant problems with owners and whatnot. But uh, he's still yeah he's still performing. 0.47 goals per ninety, 193 minutes per goal. Yeah, he's he's one that most teams in you know top championship low Premier League are always looking at always rumours with and been linked to Middlesbrough many times and uh, lower Premier League sides as well Oscar Stupinan despite Hull City's quite big drop off really from the start of the season 12 goals and 1 assist for the for the Colombian I believe yeah 0.58 goals per 90 and then uh, big man Carlton Morris 11 goals and 5 assists Second most goal contributions in the league behind Illaman and GI of Sheffield United, who of course has been on fire this season and uh, performing well with Senegal as well. But yes, Carlton Morris, uh, incredible. Obviously, being a town fan myself, I'm very impressed by him. He's a a good player, and I'm very glad that we got no question marks over the uh, the fee from when we first signed him. Record signing for Luton Town, he is. But uh, he's clearly living up to the billing, performing well and always makes an impact on the game, even if it's not through a direct goal contribution. And then, surprisingly, to see his name so far down the list, Timu Puki, only on 10 goals and 7 assists this season. So, uh, yes, he's um, actually Zed of Carlton Morris. My my apologies, guys. He's uh, a joint joint top with Illaman and GI now then for... Uh, Goal contributions of in the league, but uh, yes, it's odd seeing half at the halfway point of the season. Pookie's only on ten. It's a been rather quiet season for him, given his uh, usual championship standards and his um, ability that he always seems to have in the championship that just seems to disappear whenever Norwich get promoted. Well, every other year that is anyway. Only 0.43 goals per ninety, with a twenty-two percent goal conversion rate. And then behind him, you've got the likes of Illaman and GI with 10 goals. Ross Stewart for Sunderland, despite not playing very long because of long injury. He's up there with 10 goals and three assists. 0.86 goal per 90. That's impressive. 104 minutes per goal. Josh Sargent's up there. He's been good this year. Will Keane, despite having fallen off a, lot, a little bit recently with uh, Wigan's poor form. And Colo Torre not being able to turn that round as the new managerial appointment there. Zian Fleming also. He's been good for Millwall this season. New signing from the Netherlands, I'm, I believe. Ben Beretton at nine. He should be going to Villarreal in the summer from um, what's being reported. After many Premier League clubs attempted last summer to try and sign him, it looks like he may be going, uh, I believe, on a free, which is a big loss for Blackburn Rovers as he was uh, their star man last season, obviously still very key this year. So to le- let him go for a free is uh, a big blow to them. Narky Wells at Bristol City. Yeah, Bristol. I've not. I'm, I must admit, I don't know too much about them this season. I've not. They've gone under my radar, but uh, well, no, from what I know, they beat us two 0 near the start of the season, which I wasn't very happy with. But uh, oh well. Nathan Teller at Burnley on loan from Southampton, I believe. Yeah, nine goals, two assists once again. Also very impressive. Let's just have a quick look at top assists as well. Team with Pukki leading the line there with Illaman and Di as well. Daniel Barley's a link with Middlesbrough, looking likely he might be going there. His heart's set out for them, I believe. Ryan Giles of Middlesbrough as well, 
all four of them on seven assists, you know, so clearly creative for their team. Josh Brownhill well as well, you know, for leading the line. Burnley, he's been good for them. Very uh, positive. Ilias Chair with Queen's Park Rangers, Jack Clark for Sunderland, John Swift for West Brom. Carlos Corbran really has turned around West Brom. They were looking under Steve Bruce, they didn't look too great. All their, they had a brilliant window, really, in my personal opinion, you know, getting the likes of John Swift and uh, Jed Wallace in. But um, Steve Bruce clearly wasn't utilising his options well enough. And now the Carlos Corbran's come in, who got, you know, playoff, playoff finalists with Huddersfield last year. Um, yes, he's clearly done well to turn it round there. It's a sort of a shadow of um, Nottingham Forest of last season when Steve Cooper came in after Chris Hewton was sacked. But yes, they're top scorers and top assisters. Very impressive. Sad to only see Carl Morris for Luton there. I lied at the start. I'm going to be incredibly biased to Luton because they're the team. I mean, they're the team I know most about. I'll be completely honest. I'm going to do my best to provide as much information about other teams as well but uh, Luke will be my go-to as I just know enough about them anywho transfer news after my fun transition well transfer news now it's been a, a rather quiet window really for obviously the, the January window never really does excite it's always uh, the quieter of the two but um for understandable reasons, it's harder for teams to find a replacement in the in the short amount of time that the window's open. But uh, there's been a a few a few rumours flying around. There's um the the biggest one currently is uh Burnley hunting Antoine Semenyo of Bristol City as um for twelve million rated he is believed to be worth. And Nigel Pearson, manager of Bristol City, has admitted that they've that Burnley have made a bid. In attempt to get him, so uh, that's an exciting one for Burnley, needing even more goals up front after Zaruri from um, Royal Antwerp that was signed in the summer. Well, the Gar just for some stats for you, the Garnet in this season six goals and three assists in uh, for the club this year, looking like one of their their top players, young fella at about. Um, Bloody hell, I can't find his age. Anywho, 23 years old, found it. There we are. So, yeah, young prodigy, looking quite good for Bristol City, and uh, clearly Vincent Company has an eye for him. But 12, 12 million quid in the in the championship, it's um, no cheap feat by any means, as uh, I believe the record is still Bristol on Belonga for, at £15 million pounds for, from Nottingham Forest to... Middlesbrough, back uh, five or six years ago, I believe. He's now in Turkey, in Adana Demispor. Anywho, that's not the championship. Um, yeah, look to, would look to be a good signing, I believe, for, for Vincent Company's men. Just a very big spend, really, but obviously Burnley had the money to do so with the parachute payments and such. I mean, they spent £23 million in the summer, so quite clearly cash is not much of an issue to them. Comparing to like you know the likes of Wigan and Rotherham and Luton, obviously, who uh who'd be lucky to spend at least you know five or six million, and it just sort of shows the the difference between you know in spending. But it but it shows the spending's not everything as Luton don't spend a lot, but we you know we still 
perform at this, uh, a similar level to many teams who spend way more than us around us. So, other news, we have a West Brom player currently in the news around with uh, Wolves and QPR setting their sights on the, on this player. It is Ethan Ingram. Won't know much to many people, including myself, after I uh, found something about him. But he is a highly rated youngster for, for West Bromwich Albion, playing in the Premier League 2 Division 2 with their under-21s. He's uh, nine matches, one goal, three assists. And he's played, made his debut for West Brom in the EFL Cup last year. And he's played again this year as well. He's a right back and he's playing for England's under 20s. So he's highly rated by Wolves and QPR as, you know, clearly a reason why he's being sought after. But yeah, other than those two, I must admit, I'm struggling for much news. It's a, It's been a quiet one, really. Something here of about West Brom, possibly. Something to do with Carl and Grant. Ah, Corbran could ditch Carl and Grant for Dennis Undav. Obviously, Dennis Undav, the uh, Brighton German striker, was on loan at the Belgian team. Oh, I've been beaten there. Can't say I know the, the team, unfortunately, guys. But, um, yeah, so he could be after Dennis Undav, which I think would be a, a class signing for the um, for the championship. It would definitely see Corbran have even more of a shout for the playoffs as tightly contended as they are at the minute, you know, with many, you know, you'd say about 10 teams can still get in, really. It's quite impressive, really, how uh, how close it is. And this is why we love the championship for the third time this episode. But, um, yes, that's about that's about all the transfer news. It's been a, it's a quiet, it's a quiet one for, in terms of uh, for transfers this January window. Obviously, everything might, li- might liven up uh, come deadline day. So, but we'll just have to wait and see, I suppose. So, um, I should summarise. Obviously, this is my first episode. New to this. Go easy on me. But, um, yes, hopefully soon I'll have some polls out, possibly to uh, to get interaction with, with the listeners and uh, hopefully have more in-depth stats for you come next time. I thought I should just, you know, put this out as a little introductory one. But uh, yes, it's been a it's been a pleasure talking to you all. I hope you've uh, enjoyed the the episode and whatever whatever this is really. It's been a, a bit of pleasure, Ella. and I will catch you all in the next one, which will probably be sometime next week. Ta-ra.